Before we get started this morning, I just want to share a little bit about what's going on in my life. Um, uh, we, uh, my wife and I moved back April of 06 to uh, come back to Clarksville to start one church. And uh, since that time, we have been living in my parents' basement. Um, so we're like three, four months shy from being in their basement for two years. You know, my mom, I'll never forget one thing she shared with me before we moved back home. She said, uh, fish and friends stink after three days. And um, it's been uh, a great, I mean, we've had a great time living in the basement where actually I grew up. Y'all ever seen the movie Failure to Launch? All right. <laughs> That's me. All right. I launched and in 13 years I came back home. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is tomorrow my wife and I are closing on a house. And uh, he gets all the praise and all the glory. That, that, whoo, that's my dad. He's going, yes, praise Jesus. So anyway, um, I just, I want to say a special thanks to my mom and dad just for allowing us to stay in their house for over, over a year and a half, almost two years now. And, uh, and just to give a whole big old thanks to God because he is awesome. Uh, he is so worthy. And, uh, my wife and I are very, very stoked. We're, for those that's, you know, you've purchased a house, it's scary, but it's also fun, you know. But, I mean, you know, there's just one more paper to sign. Oh, yeah, there's one more. Oh, you missed a spot. And you feel like you're signing your life away. <laughs> um, that's how we're going to feel tomorrow. So, anyway, just uh, you'll be praying for us. 9.30. By the way, we're going to be painting and moving in over the Christmas holidays. So any of y'all that would like to help, all right? Come on, baby. Y'all know who you are, all right? So uh, give me a ring or uh, email me because I will definitely put you to work because so, I'll be working alongside you. So anyway, uh, please email if you'd like to help. So, um, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite Christmas stories. And we alluded to it last week, but we're going to be talking about the three wise men. Um, as we talked about last week, we don't know if they were three of them. We don't know if they were kings, probably not. We do know that they were wise because the Bible calls them magi. And uh, we're going to be looking at their story and at their life. But really that entire story is wrapped around purpose, purpose. If you would ask Americans, what's the one thing that keeps you up at night that you struggle with? Over 70% of people like you and I struggle with not having purpose in life. In fact, one of the best-selling books out is called The Purpose-Driven Life. And uh, there's a good reason for that, because all of us struggle with purpose. You know, when we were younger, it was a lot different. We all knew what we wanted to be, didn't we? I wanted to be an astronaut. All right? You probably wanted to be a fireman. Or if you were a girl, you wanted to be a princess. I don't know how much that's paying. Um, uh, but, I mean, we, want, we had, some of us wanted to be garbage collectors. Uh, some wanted to be soldiers. So, uh, all right, all right, wonderful. I mean, we, we just, we, want, we knew what we wanted, and it was very simple. That was before we got the mortgage, and before we got the three kids, and before we got married, and before we had all this stuff tugging at us. And all of a sudden, we look around, and we have no purpose. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Last week, we looked at Herod and how this dude was on a power trip. 
and what to do when you're struggling with power and, and struggling with control. This week we're going to be talking about what, what do you do when you struggle with purpose? Um, how can you find purpose? And if you would, open up your Bibles or go on the screen. Again, you have these little lights here. All right. So I'm going to look at mine. All right, here we go. Matthew chapter 2. Uh, let's read verses 1, 2, and 3, and it says this. So, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, everybody say the word Magi. Magi from where? That's right, the north. No. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. Think about this. These magi are from the east somewhere, and imagine if you were their travel agent, and they contacted you. Uh, yes, uh, who am I speaking with? I'm, I'm Balthazar. Really? You got beat up a lot when you were in middle school, didn't you? All right. Um, what can I help you with? Um, well, I need you to book a, uh, a vacation for me, a trip. Okay, will it be business or pleasure? Well, it'll be a little bit of both, but a lot of pleasure. Okay, great. Well, um, where are you going? Um, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, how am I supposed to book a trip if you don't know where you're Well, we're following a star. Okay. Um, where do you think you might be going? Well, um, one of the other dudes in my traveling they think we might be somewhere in israel but we just really don't know yet okay um well uh how are you going to get there well we would like to get there somehow maybe what 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 size uh camel you got well i got a mid-size and i got a full size and i got a compact donkey Ah, i don't want the donkey i need leg room let me i mean think about this i mean these fellas these people were millionaires they had a lot of money and they dropped everything that they were doing and they decided to travel 2,500 miles from Babylon in Iraq to Jerusalem it's really it's all about travel that's what this story is about it's about travel the Christmas season is all about travel how many of y'all going to be traveling somewhere at Christmas alright yell out to me where are you going to be going New York ooh I think that's Jim. Jim's going to be going to New York. Where? Ohio. I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm just joking. All right. All right. Where? Wisconsin. Ooh, that's really far away. Wisconsin. Anywhere else? The Caribbean? All right. Can you take me with you, Dino? All right. Wonderful. Very good. Oh, what? Hey, I, I am willing to be adopted. <laughs> May, okay, so Caribbean, Wisconsin, any, any others farther than that? All right, that's about it. All right, wonderful. Wow, you know where I'm going? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm home. All right? But here's the cool thing. It's all about travel because all of us are going to be traveling somewhere. All right? In fact, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Home for the Holidays. Perry Como sang this, and I'm not going to do it. Listen to these words. I met a man who lives in Tennessee... He was heading for Pennsylvania in some homemade pumpkin pie. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific. The traffic is terrific. This person is on crack, all right? 
Traffic is terrific. Please. All right, I continue. Oh, there's no place like for the... Because no matter how far away you roam, if you want to be happy in a million ways for the holidays, you can't beat home sweet home. It's all about traveling. All of us are traveling somewhere. may not be for Christmas, but in your life, you're heading down a path. You're heading towards a direction, a destination. We're all traveling somewhere. We're going somewhere with our lives. And if I were to ask you, where are you going right now? No, not physically, but where do you want to end up in five years, in ten years, in fifteen years? Where do you want your marriage to end up in ten years? Where do you see yourself happening and retiring in twenty years? What destiny, Where are you going to be spiritually in five years? We're in this series called Cribs, which stands for Crucial Relationships Initiated by the Savior. And the relationship we looked at last week was Herod. And Herod was on this power trip, and he hydroplaned through life. And when he was confronted by the crib, it was discovered that he was on a power trip. But all of us are going to be confronted by the crib this season. When the wise men were confronted by the crib, what they realized about themselves was they was traveling somewhere. The crib has such a power to confront, not only the wise men but us, that when it confronts us, it shows us where we're going. It shows us what path we're heading down. So... Uh, I wanted just to think about this. Where are you going? Where are you going in your life? Where do you see yourself ending up? Matthew 2.1 After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Now let's just stop here and ask the question, why? Why did they come to Jerusalem? Well, it says they were following a star. Why were they looking for a star? I mean, how many of y'all ever go out at night and just look up at the stars and, and just, okay, I'm waiting? See, there had to be something behind that. Why were they looking for a star? In order to be us to be able to get the, the answer to that, we're going to have to dig deeper, a lot deeper. And we're going to have to get into some history stuff, and what you're going to find out and what you're going to discover today is going to blow your socks off because it's good stuff. Matthew 2, 2, and they asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw, what star? His star in the east, and we've come to worship him. Why did they show up? Because they wanted to worship. They wanted to worship. That's the reason they traveled 2,500 miles. You know, everybody worships. You and I were created to worship. Now, we can worship things, we can worship people. We can worship stuff. In fact, in America, that's the thing. We worship stuff a lot. We're trying to pursue the American dream. We worship sports. We worship all the stuff. But make no mistake, all of us will worship something, even if you don't know God. Because we were wired, we were created to worship. These wise men wanted to worship God. Sadly, so many people waste their worship. In fact, one of the Ten Commandments is what? Don't waste your worship. Uh, that's, one, that's one of the ten, the big ones. So we're going to be looking at the reason is 
That's they wanted to worship, but why were they looking for a star? All right, this is some good stuff. All right, so let's go back and look at why were they why were they looking for this? And in order to do that, you got to go all the way back to an Old Testament book by the name of Daniel. Daniel? How many of y'all heard of Daniel? Daniel in the lion's den? Y'all know? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fiery furnace, and all that stuff. If you're new to church, you're probably not going to remember that, but some of you might. Daniel happened about five, six hundred years before Jesus was born. In Daniel, I want to read to you. This is so cool because Daniel is uh, he is in Jerusalem, and the Babylonians, which is modern day Iraq, they come over, they conquer Jerusalem, and they take the best and the brightest off. And Daniel's one of those people. They take them off to Babylon. They educate them in Babylonian culture. And um, and there, uh, he becomes one of the best of the best. In fact, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 48, says this, Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position. Why? Well, because Daniel interpreted one of the king's dreams. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole of ba- province of Babylon, as well as chief over all of his... Everybody say that. Over who? That's the same word as Magi. That's cool. Because 600 years before Christ showed up on the scene, little baby Jesus, God was working behind the scenes, and most scholars believe that the reason why these Magi showed up is because of Daniel. I mean, don't you think Daniel is now in charge of the wise men, and they were astronomers? Magi is where we get the word magician from. And he was able to, yes, share with them some of the Babylonian stuff, but he brought the Bible into it. He brought the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, and he shared with them verses like Numbers twenty-four seventeen. that says this, I shall see him now, and behold, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. He was able to share with them Numbers 24, and they said, huh, I think we're going to be looking for his star. Daniel used his power and his influence as a leader to be able to influence men that six centuries afterwards were looking for baby Jesus. They, these magi were seekers. They were looking at the stars and they were looking at the sky and saying, one day maybe the star will show up in my lifetime and in our lifetime. Man, let me stop here and say something very important, that God is sovereign. That's a very churchy word, but it just means he's in control. He knows it all. And he knew when these magi would be born. He knew where they would be born. He knew that they would need to have some sort of path to be paved in order for them to look at a star so that they could be able to travel 2,000 miles to come worship baby Jesus. God used Daniel as the travel agent in those wise men's lives to point them to Jesus Christ. And hear me, all of us in here who are believers, who are Christ followers, if we only knew how God worked behind the scenes so that we could come to know God and have a relationship with Him. Think about who was your travel agent? Who was your star that pointed you to Jesus? Mine, it was a pastor when I was eight years old. Yours might be a parent. It might be... Um, Uh, a youth pastor at camp. It might be a number of different people. But think 
Who was that one person that led you to the crib of Christ, that you bowed your knee and you asked Jesus to be your Savior? Could it be that God worked centuries earlier so that you could come to know God? He's, and maybe if you don't know the Lord, maybe you're seeking after Him, that's the reason you're here. He's already been putting people in place, placing people in place so that you can come to know Him. I think about First Chronicles 28, 9, and it says this. The Lord searches how many hearts? Every heart. And understands what? Every motive behind the thoughts. If you what? Now let's say this last part of this verse together. If you seek Him, He will be found by you. We seek because God seeks us. These wise men were seeking after God because God was seeking after them. The Bible says this, if somebody is sincerely seeking God, I mean they're looking for the real deal, then God will break through their system and He will reveal Himself to them. God will put a travel agent in their path. I get questions, so many hard questions. What happens to the people who in Africa who don't know Jesus Christ? What about the people in, you know, in Zimbabwe or Timbuktu or whatever? And they're really seeking after God, but they don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. You know what? What I believe is this. If they're truly seeking after the one true God, God will bring someone in their path to direct them towards Jesus. That's what happened in the wise men. They didn't know Jesus. They had never heard His name. But they, they were seeking after God. And God says, if you seek after me, then you will find me. And God showed up and broke through their system of astronomy and magic and all this stuff and said, I want you to follow a star. God will break through their system. God reveals Himself to those who are truly seeking. Are you truly seeking Him this morning? Because if you are, you will find Him. We have a number, number of people here at One Church right now who, who are Christ followers. And others here are seekers. One of the things I'm so stoked about is since we've started this church in September, we've had over almost 40 people come to know the Lord. I mean, that's the whole reason we're here. And that, that deserves a round of applause. And to us, it's not just about how many people we can pack in a theater. It really isn't. It's about pointing people to the crib of Jesus Christ. That's the reason we're here. That's the reason many of us get here at 7 o'clock in the morning to set up. It's because we want to point people to Christ. Man, um, these wise men knew that there was something missing in their lives. They knew that they were struggling with purpose. They knew that there was a hole in their hearts, that something was sideways, something wasn't right. They didn't have any direction. What did they do? They sought after God. And they sought after God because God sought after them. When you seek after God, He will give you direction. And that leads us to our big idea this morning. Our big idea is simply this. If your destination is Jesus' crib, if your destination is Jesus Christ, then He will give your life direction. If you seek after Jesus, He will give your life direction. Matthew 6.33 says it this way. Seek first, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. If you make Jesus Christ your ultimate destination, then He will give your life direction. 
If you make Jesus your destination, He will give your life direction. Man, in so many of us in here, I just feel you struggle. I need direction, God. Show me the way. Show me the way. Which way should I go? Should I take right? Should I go left? What should I do in my marriage? How should I parent my children? Should I get married to her? Or should I get married to him? What church should I go to? What Should I change my jobs? Should I stay in the army or should I get out? What do I do? My spouse is gone for 15 months and I'm struggling on how to not kill these kids. I mean, give, my life, give me direction, God. God wants to give you direction. But you must make God your focus. He is not going to give you the answers to your questions unless you make Jesus your ultimate destination. So many of us make money or pleasure or things or people. That's where we want to go. And God says, until, until you seek after me, until you make me the number one priority in your life, you're going to continue to hydroplane. You're going to continue to drift. Man, I'm so amazed that when these wise men showed up, at the crib of Christ. They received direction. In fact, afterwards, we're not going to be able to have time to read it, but afterwards, after they worshipped at Jesus' feet, they decided to go a different route. God told them that. And it was so awesome. It was so awesome that God showed them the way. God wants to show you the way this morning. Well, how is God going to show me the way when it comes to what I should do? I mean, the practical stuff. God will show you that. But you've got to give your heart to Christ. Jesus was born in a crib, in a manger, so that He could come to live in your crib, in your life. He was born, He, he, he lived for 33 years, a perfect life. He was 100% God, 100% man. And He was mistreated. He was accused of a crime He didn't commit. They had a a courtroom setting that was all messed up. They didn't have right witnesses. It was, I mean, and they decided, you know what, we don't like what he has to say. We don't like his destination. So let's kill him. And they nailed him on a cross. And they thought they had gotten rid of him. They thought they had said it was a dead end of that destination. But really, it was a new beginning. And his new beginning allows you to do a U-turn. It allows you that you feel like you're going one direction and it's not going well. It allows you to, to just slam on the brakes and say, I have a chance to go another direction because of what Jesus did in, not only in the crib but on the cross. He longs to have a relationship with you. One of the reasons why we're here in this community is we want, we want to let people know that God is not ticked at them God loves them. John 3.16 doesn't say, for God so hated the world. Or that God was so mad at the world. It said, for God so what? Loved the world that He gave. In this season of giving, why don't you do the best thing for your family? 
the best thing for your spouse, the best thing for the the destination and the direction, your lack of purpose, the best thing you can do is to receive God's gift of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, so many of us, Lord, we're just like the wise men, Lord. We don't know the details. We don't know the the direction, to be quite honest with you. We have a, a very vague idea, but that's where it ends. Lord, I pray for everyone here, Lord, that they would be able to find Jesus, that they would make their heart his home. And Lord, I pray that this Christmas season, Lord, that we would um, that we would seek after you. Lord, we know that if we seek after you, we will find you. If we seek after you with all of our hearts. We love you, Jesus. In your name that we pray. Amen.